Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do shit. He just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Yeah, and much like in the NFL, when December comes around, this podcast also starts to hit the gas pedal, boys. Mm. December football podcasting. Let's December football go. podcasting. I'm so excited. I know, it's so exciting. We're here. <laughs> oh! Yes, dude. Yes. Wait, I did you so guys uh, speaking of that movie was it Wolf of Wall Street? Oh right? yeah. Yep. Uh did you guys see so my guy, Kirk Cousins, uh for bi week, he went a little family vacation to like the Bahamas or somewhere, and he posted a video. He's like, I just had to get in the, the I'm a saltwater guy too, so I don't blame him. And he posted a video of himself like crawling. He's got the Achilles, you know, the the air cast. He's crawling across the beach just so he can get a taste of that salt water. <laughs> And there's people on Twitter taking that video and putting it next to like Leo DiCaprio crawling to his Ferrari or his Lamborghini, uh, whatever he was driving. Hang up the phone. Hang up Steve I love that movie so much, movie. dude. That movie, when it first came out, I watched it like three times. I love that movie. I think You've got the does. same microphone there as he did too, and he's pounding himself in the head yeah. at the. Right. Uh... I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> hey, we're we're, uh, we're kind of trying to create a little bit of a culture there, like that in the gym, where guys get excited all the time. It's super fun. <laughs> it is a lot of screaming. You guys are and, and crawling it to uh, Lamborghinis too. Yeah. Just from oh, yeah. No, no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> All right, I know you. I know you guys are hot. We're gonna get to dumb football questions. We're gonna get to our picks. Uh, who's the Mike? Is how we start every show here. By the way, thank you guys. If you've jumped on board here in the first six months of O Line Committee, thank you for getting us to fourteen thousand subscribers on YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Uh, it's where a dumb fan gets to sit down with two former NFL offensive linemen and chop it up. We've got film reviews. If you haven't seen those yet. And you can help us out by giving us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as we grow the audio version of this show. But we start the show every week with Who's the Mike, where we identify the most important things on our mind in the football world. Jeremiah, the floor is yours. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. I'm a college mm. football guy. Love college football. I'm passionate about college football. It's not just a casual sit on the floor. Oh, that's a fun game. No, it means something to me. And what the college football playoff committee did to the boys at Florida State is a travesty. They told us, and Boone backed me up here, since we were little itty-bitty players, 
what's the one thing they always told us? Winning is the only thing that matters. It's the end-all, be-all. It doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter what it looks like. All that matters is at the end of the week, one goes in the W column and not in the L column. And the college football playoff committee shit all over that. They told these boys, they told all of college football, winning isn't everything. Winning doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is what we and the TV people deem important. And to tell the boys from Florida State, a group of 18 to 22-year-old men that showed up and did everything right. They went to every workout. They grinded through every practice. They overcame every adversity. They won an ACC championship. They scheduled non-power five or non-con power fives and went and beat LSU. And then at the end of the day, they went, eh, your quarterback snapped his leg. Sucks for y'all. You're out. I think it's a travesty. I think it's complete horseshit, and I could not be more upset about it. And people can him and haw about, well, it's not going to be a good game. That doesn't matter. The integrity of what football is is winning means everything, and that is no matter. The, that's not the case anymore in college football, and it's sad. I agree 100%. I think that not only that, but it just shows that the one thing that we've always, like Jay said, relied on, like, hey, we won the game, right? We're good. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, now nah, it's not good enough. And it's, what do you telling me that that everything that you just said for them to do, they did it, and you're still going to tell them no. And they're a power five school. You, I'm, Dude, I'm looking at this committee now. Do you know any of these guys? I don't know. <laughs> Let's, no, I'm not even fucking kidding Read you. their names. Read I'm, their I'm, names. I'm, here we go. Chris Alt, Alt, Mitch Barnhart. That sounds familiar. He probably played back in the 60s. <laughs> Boo Corrigan, G Cotton. I don't know about that one. Chet Gladchick, David Sailor, Mark Harlan, Rod. Mark West. Harlan has a family. Okay, Dude, I, mean. I don't. I don't. I, I completely agree. They completely fuck college football up forever. You really just ruined it for everybody forever? because not, no, no. Think about it. Because going forward, everyone's like, it doesn't matter. They're gonna have twelve teams. Well, what happens? Because everybody thought this would never happen when fourteen teams should be in, and everyone's like, well, who should get wow. in? And then all of a sudden, they're gonna go. Records don't matter. Who's just gonna sell TV? Right? It's it's exactly what Herb Street said. Cut the bullshit out. Everybody's so sick of the money. We'd rather just watch good football. Like, I understand that people get hurt. Who's to say that the offensive coaches don't come together and come up with another great scheme? Well, don't figure out another. Just it's it's well, I mean, just everything is money. And that goes right into my mic. Hold and on. Mine before is the on, on, on. Before you no, no. go there, let me just say this. I guess the NFL playoff committee has to take the Jacksonville Jaguars out. I mean, oh, shoot. Their quarterback got hurt. Can't put them in now. That's the exact same freaking thing. Like, I get it. It's the playoffs. Winning and losing is what matters to get in. And now, like, it's the exact same thing. Are they going to say to the Jacksonville Jaguars, like, well, I know you guys probably won the South and all that, but, like, your quarterback's hurt. You're not an actual Super Bowl contender. Why should we let you in the playoffs? Well, it's but the, but the but the So, a couple things here, okay? Oh, I think please Jer come back at me. Please. Oh, you are I'm not. I'm murder you. A couple oh. things here. Jeremiah's off the hook. Alex isn't. Okay. From what you just said. And here's why. So Alex, you said you just want to see good football. You don't. You're done with the bullshit. No, you no, just no, want no, to no, see no. good football. No, no, no. You said you that. To, That's what no, you no. said. Good teams. That's An undefeated team is a good team. But Alabama, no, no. Al Alabama, if playing Undefe Florida State tomorrow is going to wipe the floor with them by double digit points. How do you know I that? How do you don't know that, know that Mackie? You don't. I think so. You think so. But that's what these guys think too. And all these football people keep looking at him going, stop. You're just pulling shit apart and putting it together like you think you know everything and you don't because you don't know what's being said in the locker room. You don't know how that coach is going to say to that team. And you don't know for a fact because one player has gone, this team won't come up and be like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're in the playoffs. 
who the fuck's going to tell us what to do? You have no idea what's said behind these doors. And that's why we constantly keep telling all these people and everyone that keeps talking shit to shut up. If you go undefeated, you have to go to the playoffs. I'm sorry. That's how fucking sports okay. work. If okay. you don't like it, then don't watch. But we're all looking back going, we played this game and we don't even enjoy this shit. It's not fun because you're telling kids that really deserved an opportunity to be here. You're not going. And it's like, okay, but uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me, let me, you guys can tear me apart here on this if you want wait. to. Okay. But my logic is going to be, I think, fairly sound. Jeremiah is off the hook because you started your point, or at least early in your point, by saying it doesn't matter if it's a blowout game, that the team that went undefeated deserves to be in the playoff. Because my comeback to you was going to be wait a second. Ultimately, the committee isn't promising that undefeated teams get into the playoff. Unlike the NFL, if the, in the NFL, you use the example of like a, if you win the, uh, the AFC South or the NFC South conference like the or the or the, uh, the jaguars division. right yeah. so the jaguars win their division and you said it would be like if the committee came in and said nope sorry no but in the nfl the rules are clear if you win your division with or without your starting quarterback you get to go to the playoffs right in college football there's five power conferences at least until next year and there is no rule that says hey if you win your conference you're in i think with the 12 team playoff that rule will exist and so fsu will be protected starting next year but, but they're not protected point, this year Correct. And my point is, listen, there's no rules. The rule is a bunch of people get in a room, uh, Mike Harlan or whoever the names you just read off, they get in a room and they say, essentially, which four teams would make for the best semifinal and finals round of the college football playoffs? And they determined Michigan and Alabama is a better game. It's a closer game than Michigan versus Florida State with their third string quarterback. And I can't fight that logic. And by the way, Georgia has the biggest beef of any team. Georgia's like, like we just won 29 straight Mackie, games. We're the Georgia. best program in college football. We lost one game, and we're sixth now behind Who? Florida State. Who Georgia. Yeah. Georgia. Oh. The, dude, none of that makes Georgia's sense. A be- that's Georgia's a better team though. than that's Florida State. That's my is, whole point. No, no, that, that, you guys have taken it down to this, mind, this tiny little detail, and we're saying broadly, why do you have a committee overseeing the number one through number 25 teams? It should be just like the NFL. It should be, hey, listen, if you win, you go on. There sh- this shouldn't even exist. It kind that's of what will be next year, though. That's, oh, the that's thing. what like, we're saying. It does now, and yeah. now a team has been screwed, and now a bunch of kids are like, dude, wait a minute. The whole philosophy behind sports is win and you're in, and all of a sudden you're telling us we're not. You're going against the entire generalization of what sports is. You guys did everything we asked. As a matter of fact, you won every game but you're not going to the big show. <laughs> what the fuck sense does that make? <laughs> We're literally you telling you. Who, who would you take out? Alabama. So Duh. you're going to put... You're, so well, you're I would gonna, take out Texas. So, fuck it. But you can't, you can't take out Texas and put Bama no, in, can you? Th- no, here, here was my final... Texas fi- Bama. Exactly. Bama. That's my whole point. Who? That, is my, that is my entire point. It should be Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State. But then you're leaving out probably the two... Well, I think Michigan's the best team. Sorry, Alex. But then I, you're probably I, I, leaving out the two best programs in the don't country. Lose. Don't lose. Don't lose. Win or that's lose, the Mackie. Point. There's no gray area. There's no then that's the problem. That's there's not, there's you. never been a gray area. It's either you win or you freaking don't. Doesn't matter the scoreboard. You win by one, you win by forty, it's a win. You lose by one, you lose by forty. It's a W and an L. What everything else doesn't matter. And now you're saying there's this gray area of like, well, they lost. And like, can we not forget that a week and a half ago, it took a literal act of God for Alabama to beat Auburn? 
Like literal act of like, I'm just going to drop this right there. Or the fact that they barely beat a USF team that went six and six. Let's not pretend this is the Alabama that just steamrolled everybody on their way to the SEC championship. Right? You just can't say that. And then to put in the same breath, like, yeah, Georgia's not in. Why is Georgia not in? Because they lost, right? Like that's the end all be all. They lost. Why is Florida State not in? Because we don't think that they should have won every game. It's just bullshit, dude. I can't handle it. And I honestly think that if we weren't going to a 12-team playoff next year, if this wasn't the final year of the switch, they would have put Florida State in because they known they would have gotten murdered if they didn't. But they felt like they had this little window of like, well, we can do it this year because next year it doesn't matter. right? And that is literally the only reason Florida State's not in. And that's literally what everyone's saying is, oh, well, next year it'll be fine. It's like, imagine being Jared Verson didn't go next year. Braden Fisk isn't going to be there next year. These The yeah, other 100 kids on this team that did everything right and got promised the world if they did everything right from their coach because that was the way football forever and always has been is sitting at home going, what, what was the point? What was the point of that 5 a.m. workout, waking up and walking into the door where it says national champion as our goal? And now we don't even get a shot. Right. We don't even get an opportunity. And everyone's going to say, well, my biggest fear, and I'll end with this. I'll end the round. I'll get off the soapbox. <laughs> if Alabama wins it all, that's my biggest fear. Because then everyone's going to be like, oh, be we told you, told you. Right? Like, everyone's going to sit there and throw in my face. And, like, I get it. Like, sure, maybe they deserve to be in there. But don't lose. Yeah. Don't so lose to Texas. Was, was the Ohio – so the year Ohio State won it with Cardell Jones, Cardell right? Jones, yep. And it, now, so were they – they were undefeated going yeah. into the Big Ten championship game, and there was a lot of buzz because it was kind of a similar situation. Hey, boy, what do they have to do to – was it was it Nebraska? They or was dog, it Wisconsin? They dog-stomped Wisconsin. They Wisconsin. Dog Wisconsin. Like, 58 yeah, Wisconsin. to nothing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, so, and, and this is the thing, too. It's like Florida State knows going into the conference championship game against Louisville, hey, winning is probably not good enough here based on, based on all the buzz, everything – if they would have beat Louisville instead of what was the final score like 17 uh, I have it in front of me here it was it was uh, 16 to 6 if they win that game 31 to 10 or 42 yeah. to 6 but right that's what's so messed up though like, how are you going to quarterback Ohio dude? I'm saying Ohio State was in the same situation and they stomped the team they played in the conference championship to leave no doubt and then they Chase went on with a backup quarterback dude, they to had win a the freshman. wins a win a, a freshman win's a win, quarterback, like even their backup quarterback, got concussed. His brain was exploded. Like it's hard to win at all with the third string quarterback. But that defense, Florida State's defense, is elite. Like they are elite. They got first rounders all across the board. And I get it. Yeah, they had to go win in better fashion, but they didn't. Who cares? A W is a W. That's Boom. all that matters. This is really Michigan's fault. No, it's TCU's fault. This is TCU's <laughs> fault. Yeah. This is 100% TCU's Go fault your, for going out there kicked. and just getting yeah. wiped up and down the floor. That's their yep. biggest fear again, because guess what? Money, money, money is what yeah. greases the wheel that goes round. So, so that's uh -oh. it. Off of it. Right. Uh -oh. I, wish I, could, I wish I could fight you even further on this, but I generally agree. You got to put the 13 and OT in. I'm that has sorry. You do. You have to. So I guess, does that roll over into my mic? Yeah, sure. Now talk money. Yeah, we're talking money. All right. You know what? We're talking money. 11... Over 1,100 kids jumped into the portal the day it opened. The transfer portal is clearly my mic. This has become fucking pathetic. Everybody is up and leaving and going here and going there, and it is just making absolutely zero sense. And then now you got coaches coming out saying it's going to cost a million to $2 million to get a quarterback. Do you realize that $2 million is more than rookie minimum? That is more than the fucking 
rookies are making. It's more, more than, than double. Brock it's more Purdy than is double. making right now. I'm not yeah, even I'm gonna start a Go GoFundMe for my Minnesota that, Gophers hey, to get some. This has become <laughs> ridiculous, and I don't even care that I didn't get paid because we had our fun. Okay, we did our shit, but this has become a le- like 1,100 kids jumping into the portal in one day. Dude, I remember back when we played, it was like one guy a year, and you looked at him like, are you fucking crazy? You know you're not going to play. You know you're not going to play with us this year, right? Like, you're going to sit out, and you're going to be at the next fucking class. <laughs> like, now they're like, oh, I don't like it here. Come get me, somebody. <laughs> somebody come pick me up. Dude, it has become a whole – it's free agency at its finest. It is but, uh, amateur free agency. It's not even like I don't like it here. It's I was a young player. I got developed by the people here. Let's see who wants to open their checkbook. No, it's right. And, and that's and that's the issue. Like everyone's like, well, it's like the NFL. Like, no, 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 no. There are clear rules and regulations and steps you have to hit before you hit that beautiful term known as unrestricted free agency. Oh, there's a lot right? you have to hit. There people is don't know so that. you have to hit accrued seasons and hit certain mile points, and you can't renegotiate your contract till after your third year if you're drafted, second year if you're undrafted. Right? Like, there's so many rules set into place, and the college athlete went from being treated as a second class citizen. Right. We didn't even we didn't <laughs> so even have true. the same we didn't even have the same rights as normal like no. students at the at the university to now leapfrogging becoming the most unlimited free free agency that exists in the world of sports. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's good players are getting paid. I not I don't disagree with that. But there has to be some rules put into place here, man. It is getting out of control. Like it is just turning and it's gonna make college football. I think this was my mic a couple of weeks ago. The the level of college football has dropped so drastically in the what it is because as a coach, you're no longer just getting kids in and coaching them. You're getting kids in and continuing to have to recruit them. And if you're at a group of five, oh, you better pray someone doesn't become a good player until their senior year. Like right. if you have a kid that you bring in, develop for two years, and he goes out there and he's an all-conference Mountain West kid, guess who's knocking? Ohio State, Michigan, Miami, Louisville. That's just going to open the checkbook and be like, hey, we'll pay 500K to come play here. See you, CSU. If you, if you even just went back and said, okay, look, let's add one thing to this, because I agree, 1,000 players. If I'm a coach, I get that That's I'm making millions of dollars. <laughs> it's a pain in the ass for everyone. I do think, because coaches can get up and say, all right, I'm going to leave – this school for that school and it's millions of dollars. Like if coaches can do it, there should be some mechanism for players to do it within reason. Mm-hmm. But d- don't we have to reinstitute some sort of buffer? Like maybe you get one free transfer portal, but then yes, but then like, that, you, you have, have, to, you sit have to sit out a year, right? Like, there's yep. gotta be something. I mean, we're watching quarterbacks play for three different teams in a matter of five years. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's be honest. Who's that? Who's that kid from Ohio state McCord? Dude, he's leaving. He's like, yeah. I'm out. I didn't. I didn't beat him up, and they basically told him like, "Listen, we're just uh, we're gonna go look somewhere else." Like, dude, I remember there was a time when coaches would like recruit you and be like, "Yo, you're my motherfucker, you're my dude, and you're all I got." So you better be coming here, and you better be ready to roll. And now it's like they have these meetings, like you're turning these kids into grown men, and it's they're not ready. I'm telling you right now, they are not ready to hear that. Hey, listen, you did a lot for us, but we're gonna go draft another guy to to do your position like you're not going to be the starter next year i remember the conversations were more like this hey listen this shit wasn't up to snuff i hope our class is legit next year y'all better be ready to work like it wasn't like hey we're gonna go pay somebody to come take your spot it was like no we recruited the fuck out of these dudes and they're hungry and you were like all right now it's time to go right now it's like we don't like you we're gonna pay somebody else you can leave 
So you're uh, you're co- you're kind of coaching from a nervous point, right? Because yes. you can't if you oh, really get yeah. on, if a guy needs it and you get on a guy, you're in the back of your head. You're like, well, he hates me. He's now. gone. And so yeah, yep. he's probably calling some agent that he's not really signed with, and he's calling some other team. Like it's become such a back door fucking thing. There's no is, rules, dude. It is ridiculous. No if rules. you knew the truth of what is really going on, it's insanity, <laughs> dude. It was insane when I was playing, and now I hear the stories, and I'm like, well, how the fuck do you get away with that? Because <laughs> there's no like, governing body. Dude, like, the, that, the NCAA used to be this giant hammer that they dude. would just wield over everyone. And you'd sit there and be like, oh, you got a free meal? Buh, ineligible. <laughs> right? Like, oh, you talked to that person? <laughs> Boom, ineligible. And then NIL came out, and now they're just the gumless grandma with no dentures that just sits there like, I don't, I can't do anything but schedule, schedule tournaments and just try and facilitate <laughs> things. Like, the NCAA has no teeth anymore. They're miserable. It's they stupid. Are. We need to just disband them altogether. So what, how do you guys want to see this all like in five or 10 years? If, if someone said, okay, inexplicably, uh, Jeremiah and Alex, we're going to give you full control over the structure of, Beautiful. I was going to say college football, but I'll just say amateur, amateur football. Yeah. How, how do you want this to look in five or 10 years? I think if you commit to a school, you need to have a minimum of a two year commitment. If you're going to, I come out of high school, I think come out of high school, it's a two year scholarship offer. And the only way you're allowed out of that scholarship offer is if your coach gets fired or leaves, right? You can jump in the portal right away if your coach gets fired or leaves. That's no problem. Other than that, you have to have a minimum of two years at your school, right? I think that's one way to do it. I think I like your transfer rule. After two years, you can transfer one time, no penalties, nothing, no issues. After that, you sit out a year. You sit out a year. You have to know, is this worth it or not for me to miss an entire year of college football for me to transfer? And then you transfer a second time, it's two years. Right, like I think it just continues to go up and up and up. Thirty years old, yeah. Was, was Chris Wanky's running around, and then he, and eventually the COVID year is going to go away. Thank God. And now these kids are only going to get five years of eligibility again. Yeah. Right, that's it. You get five years of college football. There's a finite amount of time you can play college football, and then you're done. Right, and then as far as then, I like the idea of having the transfer portal window. Right, jump in December fourth. It closes the fourth. Like that whole idea, but there has to be a governing body that's trying to regulate tampering. There has to be a, uh, I think you should have to be certified to be an NIL agent, right? Like you have to be certified for the NFLPA. If you're going to represent kids and negotiate on their behalf, you have to be some sort of certified so that guys don't get screwed like that Florida player that like signed away 20% of his like career earnings for the rest of his life, for, like 60 years. <laughs> Genius play by the agent, right? Right. Like, yeah, because there's no, no one's reading these things over. No one's looking at these things. They, they drop 400 K in front of a kid and go, Hey, yeah, sign this contract. And this is yours. Okay. I'm 19. Right. Like there has to be some type of rules and regulations put into place like that. Yeah. And then you have to have, start having front offices in college. You have to start having cap guys. You have to start like this whole idea of like the NIL collective, and the coaching staff, they don't talk to each other. Like, yeah. they're not in cahoots. They they're separate, right? It's two separate things. Bullshit. They it are. Just, it just magically together. happens that Alabama quarterbacks get yeah. four they, million. They are in right? such in bed together. So take that whole nonsense away. Take that whole nonsense away. Let's call this what it is. It's pay to play. Have a front office. Have a salary cap. Have a cap. Hey, you want to make it equal? You want to give them cool? This you know is your they cap. Don't, listen, you say that, but you don't. These kids don't want that. The reason that people love college football and you can't be mad at college football is because those kids never got paid. 
You're literally loving a team because a kid loves a team. Now, when you start paying people, you look at it differently. And you're like, wait a minute. This kid's getting paid a million dollars to fucking suck. Are you crazy? <laughs> it does. Oh, they, become, they do. They become. Prof- it, it does you open up. You officially flip over in people's mind. And now people come after you. And now you're not this kid that is innocent anymore. And people can't talk about you. Now it's like, no, that dude got two and a half million dollars to fucking throw that shitty ball. You should be ashamed of yourself. Whoever's your NIL agent is amazing because you suck. By so the way, I can, whoever so I, I don't remember who the comment guy was that says I like you guys, but I don't appreciate your foul language. Just go ahead and skip this episode because yeah. you're not <laughs> you're not going to enjoy this one. I apologize, <laughs> but this is a very hot button topic for us. It is. Here. So I, I so I can I can't rip an 18 year old now or I'll feel guilty. But if they're making you know a hundred thousand dollars in nil, then a hundred thousand dude, they're making like well, million a million. We <laughs> no, know I, for a fact that kids some are making. Of them are. Let me put it this way. Dude, my the, the team, the team I root for, I would Matthew. beg to have a million yeah, dollars in NIL. My six years in the NFL, I never, and Alex is not going to be able to say this, but like I was always a, a minimum guy trying to make it claw my way through. My sixth year in the NFL, my base salary was $960,000. These kids are making that as 20-year-old kids. It's insane. We, we have a guy we're talking to that got offered $2 million to come back to school. $2 million. It's insane. Yeah, you're it's better off saying, to walk and you're not getting that money if you go to the league. Right? I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna, it's gonna course correct in a big way soon because oh, it I, has to. I think that eventually, rich people give money because they're rich and they know how they made money. Yeah. Eventually, they're gonna be like, "What? Where's this return I was promised? Right? Where's right. where is this?" And, and the other thing it does is it gives it gives so much power to people outside the athletic department, right? Like if you start allowing like. Basically, they're venture capitalists. Right? These guys are essentially like funding athletic departments, like the rich people that are donating. And if eventually it comes to a point where they're like, I don't like this coach anymore, they're going to walk straight to the AD and go, hey, remember who's funding all this? Like, remember who the hedge fund guy is? Yeah, that's me. I don't like this coach. Get him out. And the AD is going to have to go, huh? Okay. Right? Like, it just, it, there's yeah. too many cooks in the kitchen right now with the college football world, and it's got to course correct or college football is going down a dangerous path. All right, I got one more mic for you guys before we get to our picks, our dumb football questions. We can keep this simple. And if you thought that was a soapbox, I'm going to bring an even bigger soapbox out. The mic is all three of us for correctly identifying what the rest of the football talking head world didn't realize until this week. The San Francisco 49ers are that dude. Dude, dude they have. Dude. At, so we, we on this show, if you've been listening or watching this show, we've told you about the San Francisco 49ers the whole season. They go out and beat the brakes off the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I get that San Francisco had some more rest and Philadelphia coming off and, you know, emotional game. Don't whatever. do that. Don't do that. 42 to 19, six touchdowns on their last six possessions. And when Trent Williams is healthy, They've lost, I want to say, two of two. their last 25 games going back to last year. One of Did which you, their quarterback's elbow exploded. Let's yeah. be honest. You watch that game, and every run went to the left. Every <laughs> single – no, I'm not kidding you. If Dude, you go back and look, right. every mm-hmm. fucking – after like 10 of them, I go, okay, listen. <laughs> I know we used to do this sometimes when guys were hurt. Like we'd be like, hey, listen, we're only running left, so shut the fuck up and deal with it. <laughs> but when you talk about what one guy can do, I cannot wait to break this. I, w- I rewatched the game last night till like two in the morning. I was so excited because just literally, not only did this team go into Philly, you went into Philly 
and you got their head security guard kicked the fuck out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you beat that ass. Dom, his like name is Dom. Put some respect on Dom's name. Hey, listen, I'm not putting any respect on anything from Philly right now. That's what you get when you walk up the Chiefs tunnel talking shit. You get a team that comes in that goes, listen, listen, you don't fight. We do. Shut up. Let us do the talking. Dude, I'm telling you, we've been saying it for weeks. It's the Kyle Shanahan effect. It's the fact that he just puts his foot on the gas and the team feels it. They run to the left constantly. Brock Purdy's looking good in the backfield. I mean, they were just throwing dudes around in the game. Christian McCaffrey's still out there, but defensively, like being able to shut down that offense and put pressure on Jalen. Did you see that the secondary was just blanketing? Like he was Jalen was running around at some point. Like, I'm like, God, how long can they hold this pass rush off? Jesus Christ, dude, throw it. It's incredible. It's incredible. And right now, we'll, we'll see where the MVP voting winds up because Dak Prescott's going to have a say in that conversation. But Brock Purdy, and Brock Do Purdy it. is sitting in the best car you can possibly drive in the NFL. Do it. But he is hey. driving the shit out of that car more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Garoppolo did drive it to a Super Bowl, but like no, 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 in no, terms no. Brock, of the numbers Brock, and the productivity, different Remember, level. A lot of that stuff that came back when, uh, when, uh, Garoppolo was there was a lot of their fucking run game that's exactly what it was they ran the ball a lot and now they look to Brock more than that and I think this is what I'm the most excited about if he does win the MVP nobody will ever have to ask is he an elite quarterback I will never have to hear is this dude elite again it'll be like yeah he won an MVP shut up god now you're just a hater are they elite is my favorite pointless NFL debate Do you guys remember like 10 years ago is Joe Flacco elite that was Why a question for two years raging on. Then he wins the Super Bowl. This is Joe Flacco. I think Brock Purdy. Wow. He's elite wow. in this system. That's yeah. all you need to know. Doesn't matter. It's his system. Mm-hmm. So, boys, we have an announcement here. A special Uh-oh. announcement for the audience. Uh-oh. We have a website and we have merch. Olinecommittee.com. You guys have been asking for some O-Line Committee merch. And so you get your, get your pancake hoodies, get your clean pocket <laughs> club t-shirts and hoodies. Your O-Line Committee trucker hats. We'll add more to this, but check it out. Go to O-LineCommittee.com. And uh, if, by the way, if something's wonky, let us know because we're just launching this (laughs) for the first time. We're just figuring it out as we go, guys. I I ordered some stuff. It seemed to work fine. So (laughs) O-LineCommittee.com to uh, Get a sweatshirt and cut the the sleeves off. Cut the (laughs) sleeves off immediately. Cannot wait. Oh. So Good job, Mac. Way to get that going, by the way. Yeah, that was shout awesome. Out, shout out to Mackie. We're, we're a three man. We're a three man band here. It's more like a one man band, and you just string <laughs> us along, and you're <laughs> constantly like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" The quarter in you. Yeah, no, yeah, we're the he, Mackie's the cowboy keeping the cattle in line, and there's Alex no and I are, We're just running around back and forth, and nope, 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 nope. Stay here, stay, stay, stay the line, stay the line. I remember it, having no a conversation early when we were kind of conceptualizing, like, okay. It's a podcast. It's a YouTube channel. You guys wanted to do something, and like I was interested in jumping on board, and and I had like thrown some stuff at you guys and, and Jeremiah for like two weeks, and I was asking you guys a lot of questions. Should we do this? What do you think about this? And Jay's like, dude, honestly, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So just, <laughs> just we'll just do whatever you want. Just tell us what you want, and we'll yeah. follow. I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, dude, it's great. such All a right. time right, episode. <laughs> it's a show about nothing, but it makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's make some picks here. Last week, wow, what a week for for the O-line committee picks here. What a week of football. Jesus. Mm. Big time across the board. We got half the teams are playing backup quarterbacks, and some of those guys are lighting it up, like Jake Browning, for God's sakes, comes in and and lights it up. But uh, (laughs) last week, I went 4-0. Jeremiah went 4-0. 
Alex went three and one because we aligned on three of the games, and Alex had the. Ch- we were going to align on all four, but you decided oh, to you go would, with your uh, your hometown talk. Browns, and they let you down. Yeah, so couldn't even beat the Rams. So good. with that, I'm 36 and 16, five games up on Alex, who's 31 and 21, and Jeremiah is now just one game back of Alex at 30 and 22. We're coming. Uh-oh. Six games coming. back from me. Here we go. We got four games. We're picking these games straight up. We pick games that are supposed to be close on paper, and we pick them straight up because spreads are for losers. Yeah, which also needs to go on a shirt. Yes, we could do spreads that. Spreads are for losers. Spreads are for losers. Spreads are for losers. Okay. Okay. I mean, unless you're Florida State, and then, you know, maybe people are varying in the spread because you didn't win by enough. So, and the spread's yeah. going to be correct because they're going to get their asses <laughs> kicked by Georgia. But that's fine. Uh, we've already exhausted that debate. So, okay, first game here. And let, let me pick first at least a couple times. You guys can choose to pick against me if you want. We'll start with the highlighted game of the week, Sunday Night Football, the Eagles at the Cowboys. I'll go first. You can pick against me if you want to. So, man, the, I feel like the Eagles, they've, they've hit a couple little choppy spurts here. They almost got beat by the Bills, and then they run into a brick wall in San Francisco. Logic would say they're going to bounce back after that devastating loss, and they're going to... I think Dallas has been sitting on this game for a long time, honing their craft against bad teams, offense unstoppable. Give me the Cowboys to beat the Eagles in Dallas on Sunday Night Football. Mm, wow. <sighs> Until Dallas proves to me they can beat an elite team, right? Like, when they face the elites, they've kind of melted, mm-hmm. right? And I still, until they do that, I can't go with them. I can't I can't do it. Now, I might eat my hat, and I can't do it. But I'm going to say the Eagles coming off that embarrassing whooping, right? They're going to be pissed off. That O-line's going to be pissed off. They're going to come for it. I know Dallas thinks that they want to have this thing going. But watch out when you have a wounded animal. That's when they're the most dangerous. Right now, the Eagles are a wounded animal. I like the Eagles to beat the Cowboys. Okay. All right, boys. I'm definitely going. It's a tough one. I know it really is. It is It is tough. It's tough because of exactly what Jay said. Until you've actually beaten that beast, I can't really trust you to do it. But at the same time, I worry about the Eagles a little bit. I mean, they just kind of got smacked around in their own their own house. Now you're going to Dallas. Listen, this may come back to bite me in the ass. But you know what, Mike Solari? I'm with you. I'm going Dallas in this one. Wow. I just I know. I just listen. There's something to be said, and I I don't care what anyone says. I've lost in my own city and when we should have been like and we've been throttled in our own city. And it's like coming back from that sometimes is hard. And you're coming off a team that's playing really tough right now. And I think I, I'm going with the Cowboys on this one. Plus, I don't think Big Dom's going to be allowed on the sidelines for this game. They're not going to probably have ever again. Advisor. I'm going to be honest with you. That was that was going to be my mic until I was really hot about Florida State. Like, <laughs> you can never if you don't have pads on, don't you ever put hands dude, on a Big player. Big Dom doesn't need pads. Don't you no, ever don't. put your hands on a player, dude? That is that. that is just not okay. Like, not. listen, I'm not defending Greenlaw for trying to stab him in the face, <laughs> but like at the same time. If you have so, if someone like there's a skirmish and all of a sudden someone gets in my face that is not wearing a helmet and starts saying something to me, it's on. It's oh, on, dude. Like, oh. you got to remember, <laughs> blood's hot, tempers what? are rolling. Like, that's that's a no no. No, 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 no. Earl will tell you, even if you have a helmet on, I'm going to come after your ass. So if you didn't have one on, it was like, oh, 
somebody for real wants to go go okay i'll fucking but is, play is there is there anything more philadelphia than them having just like a meatball With looking guy named, named dom yeah he's bunch of Italian Italian bunch of the cold chase hey, he's like, what what i do what i do <laughs> okay bills at chiefs i'll go first again here bills coming off a bye they've played a lot better without all the results they lost to philadelphia but they, they played very well in almost any other circumstance, I would say, okay, the, the Bills off a bye, bad taste in their mouths, Philadelphia, now they're going to get right. But I feel like Kansas City also has the get right vibe off that loss. It's just awful schedule timing for the Bills. I don't think they play poorly, but I think they lose to Kansas City. So, mm. the Chiefs. Man, I still think the Bills are talented enough to win the Super Bowl. I do. Like, they have enough talent on their team. I like the Bills. I think the Bills get back on track. Coming off a of bye week, they figured some stuff out. They got their life put back together. I like the Bills. This is going to be a pivotal week in the O-line committee picks here. Dude, this is going to be... I'm getting nervous. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. <laughs> Guys, it's coming down to the wire. All right. The Bills are coming off a of bye week. That's always huge. The Chiefs should have won that game, Possibly. If they there was won a, a lot of games, one PI call changes that game, and that dude was all over him. And don't act like he wasn't. But I'm, I'm just saying, just he saying. saved MVS from an embarrassing drop. Is probably what happened. <laughs> Let's right. just be honest. By the way, he dropped one earlier in the game. Yeah, <laughs> every game. And that's why I think, yeah, I'm, dude, this is. I'm going Bills on this one. I'm sorry, oh, Mackie. Man. I, I, I think the no. bye week. That's Josh great. Allen. I get, to, uh, I get to end. I get to. We're, I'm gonna. I, do I get to clinch the picks this week? This is great. No, because I'm with you on the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. A couple other games that have playoff and division implications here. Broncos at Chargers. The loser, probably done. The winner still has some hope. In fact, I could see if the Chargers lose this game, I could see Brandon Staley see getting fired on. Oh, Monday. for sure. Yeah. So Broncos at Chargers. I'll pick first again here. You guys can pick against me. This feels like a game on paper. The Chargers are favored. The Chargers are probably even more desperate because, like, they've got one extra loss. But at the end of the day, two similar teams in terms of kind of where they're at. Give me Sean Payton 10 times out of 10 over Brandon Staley. So I'm going to pick the Broncos to win on the road here. Did you not watch the Chargers-Patriots game last week? Dude, they couldn't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. And like nothing? Listen. All you Broncos haters out there, you know I've been on the bandwagon. You know I love the Broncos. They're my favorite team. <laughs> I think the Broncos are going to win. I think the Broncos are going to beat the Chargers. I hey, really do. They they fought. They fought against Houston. And, like, that was a great game. Right? That was a great game. I like the Broncos. Okay. I agree with you. And by the Broncos way, Nation, I, let's rise ride. up. Let's, let's ride. ride. Yeah. Let's, let's, ride. let's ride. Hey, I saw the craziest stat. It was over a four-game span, the least amount of points that a defense has given up, and it was the Patriots, right? And it was showed the last, like, five teams, and it was like, the Patriots have given up 46, the next one was 49, the next one was, like, 51, then 63, right? Everybody was 4-0 or 3-1, and and the Patriots are 0-4. And, and I was God, like, wait dude. a minute. You've given up the least amount of points ever in the history of football, and you fucking lost every game. My God. <laughs> Can we just make it official? Can we? Can we, please? And the so Chargers... Bad. Putting up six points, dude. I, Justin Herbert has to be just the most upset. I see him getting hit every which way, and he's Poor still guy. battling. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, that dude's tough as shit. 
There yeah. is no quarterback, I think, in the league that is tougher than Justin Herbert. I've seen him get rattled, like Higher mangled, Herbert. and come back in like, <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> Coughing Dude, up he had a that like, weird finger thing on for yeah. the longest time. And there's no lines like, hey, bud, you okay? It's Andrew Luck. It's yeah. Andrew Luck 2.0, Dude, it's man. Andrew Luck reincarnating. I feel terrible for him because, yeah. they, dude, they got to fire Brandon Staley. I'm so sick of that shit, too. Give me the yeah. Broncos, unfortunately. Well, they I'm also sorry. drafted a wide receiver that apparently only knows how to play on one side of the football. Right, uh-huh. like that whole thing, like he coach only played left side at TCU. It's like, what? Oh yeah, what do you Quentin mean, Johnson. Quentin Johnson? Well, I just, like- I just walk over the center mast of the field <laughs> and I become on the right side. See that? Look at me, I'm fucking creative. <laughs> Why do coaches have these problems? And you know what's even worse? Here's another Mike. The leaks in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers, I'm with you. I knew. I knew who San Francisco's mole was, and I know who the Vikings mole was, and I always used to look at him like. I saw what you said. The whole world saw it. And I know it's you, dickhead. Can you shut up? There's my there's my new mic. I love how the 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 Rogers thing It's the best, dude. The Vikings did something similar. The Vikings brought in Brett Favre in 2009, and they got the magic carpet ride season. They went to the NFC championship game, and then the train wreck was 2010. The oh. Jets have skipped the magic carpet ride altogether. Just like train just wreck. straight into hey, train wreck right away. Here's what's great, though. And I know I'm getting us off topic, but this is great. Aaron Rodgers actually gives a shit about New York. And it's almost like he's trolling the Packers. Dude, he called this season ticket holders and put it up. If anything, he's just fucking with Green Bay. Like, dude, I'll do whatever it takes. Now he's out here like, I want to know who the mole is. And you know that Woody Johnson's like, hey, shut up. <laughs> okay. I know who the mole is too. I planted him that moron. Right? Aaron Rodgers like, I want to know. Me. If anything, Green Bay's like, God, he never cared this much about us. What the fuck? <laughs> Dude, it's amazing. I love it. It's just mental war games. Okay, final game here. We have, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but we've got a battle for division supremacy. Oh, yeah. Week. Here we go. Woo! Hit the me. NFC South is up for grabs between four, well, Three teams, four teams that are below 500 or 500. Uh, so we could have a below 500 division winner there. I love those. The Atlanta those Falcons hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for first place in the NFC South. Oh, I'm going to go first. So I, I'm i just going straight up Tampa Bay. I can't go with the Falcons anymore. They've just, they're, they're killing me. They're crushing me. I just don't understand. I don't know what's going on anymore. I get it. Your dad's a billionaire. Maybe you just don't care as much. <laughs> I think this is a good lesson that we all learned that we should go after coaches that really know what the fuck's They've going won on. Two games that they haven't lost in three weeks. Three I'm two just, games in a row. I'm just Tampa Bay. I'm going Tampa on this one. Strictly, I have a talent issue. I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. I mean, Bijan Robinson's maybe the most underutilized, best running back that's ever been coming out of Atlanta in the last ten years, and they just don't use him, right? I mean, Drake London should be a stud. Kind of don't really use him. Right. Tyler Algier was great last year. He was fantastic. Mm, okay. Like Desmond Ritter, obviously, is not it. Right. Like he's not the guy. Everyone, I don't know. He, him and Justin Fields were the talking heads all offseason. We're like, I think they're going to take the next step. I think these guys are really going to figure it out. I was like, based off of what? Like what I watched last year, they're light years away from taking the next step. And sure enough, they didn't. Like, I don't know. I think with the way that Tampa can score points. Right, Mike Evans, Godwin, those guys. And White's actually having a surprisingly pretty good year for them in the backfield. I like Tampa. Give me give me give me Baker to walk down there and win it. 
dude. Wow, division champion. You division champion. That, you like they beat the Jets by five. <laughs> What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, they held the Jets to eight <laughs> points, man. Oh, oh my God, Tim Boyle? Are you fucking You guys are slinging all oh this hate. God. Go you know for what? it then, Mac. You Just do it. Point, I'll take do the Falcons it. to win this game. Give me the home team here. Here we go. This uh, is how it starts. The Falcons have not lost a game since <laughs> November 12th, a bye week, and then two straight wins. They beat the Saints a couple weeks ago. Oh, so not the Saints. Give me the <laughs> – well, I mean, they just beat the teams on their schedule. You beat the teams that are on your schedule, okay? Hey, you're right. You're right. And you know what? The committee's going to go, no, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're Florida State. We're no longer exactly. allowing the <laughs> NFC South into the playoff picture. You all have no chance. <laughs> so, all right, we got uh, about 10 minutes for dumb football questions. So let me hit you with a couple. Uh, yeah, you guys always send in great dumb football questions that we bring to the show here for these guys in the YouTube comment section. So keep them coming. We stockpile these. We'll uh, we'll get to at least a couple here. One from Nick K. What's one play from your career that you'd want a redo on? Oh boy! I'll tell you the exact play. <laughs> wow. Week five against the Giants, 2016. I played for the Minnesota Vikings. I pulled around on a 99 whack, and the defensive back at the very last second fell to the ground and completely shredded my knee. Ended my career. I mean, I played through it obviously for years, but it uh. It it just absolutely tore my knee apart. And then there was another one in Cleveland. We ran 20, 22 duo. And Blake Bell, love you to death, bro. You know I do. He was a rookie. Forgot to block Paul Kruger, and he fell on my leg, and it tore my MCL and ripped a piece of my femur off and ended my season. What? Those two plays. Yeah. And then there was one more. There's these three. Mike Cupati fell on my leg. And I love you, Mike. You know I do. Against the Chargers, when Cap took that 100-yard touchdown run that we like got called back, he fell on my leg and tore my ACL. Those three plays right there, because it was all on the same knee. It was like year one, year two, year three. And so the, eventually the knee was just like, I'm crippled forever. So those three plays I want back. But every other one, I would take every ME again. I would take every sack again. I would take every bullshit play again. Because, dude, they were – but those three were the most painful too. So yours are more just like uh... – injuries that you would I think about this all the happen. time I think about this yeah. all the time like if I had just went down low on that cornerback against the Giants I'm not even kidding you I think I'd still be playing oh my god I knew you were gonna say that Searles you know I would stop it I, I wouldn't if right. my body didn't break I'd still be there it's that one play that caused all these problems people like literally people are like yeah it says here on the chart against the Giants I was like I know it was like play fucking 21 dude I remember looking at Tony and he looked at me like that looked like it hurt and I go I don't think I can walk. <laughs> Get up. <laughs> okay. Mine's, mine's in a slightly different direction. Boone, you'll remember this play. 2016, uh -oh. we're playing the Commanders, the Redskins at the time. Stop. Don't go no, there. We're going don't there. fucking do this to me. Dude. I, didn't, I oh. didn't play the entire game. I was on six-man rotational in. I think I had like two plays on goal line. That was it. We're driving down. It's cold. It's December. I'm on mm -hmm. a sideline in a coat. Like, let's get mm -hmm. out of here. Driving Fourth down quarter. to try and go win the game. Two-minute drill seconds. right at the end. There's 30 seconds left. All of a sudden, I see Jake Long, who was the starting left tackle, fall down on the ground and do the classic grab my leg and hold it up in the air like, oh, my God, it's dead. And I'm watching him, and I see him doing that, and everyone runs out there. So I drop the coat, and I'm like, oh, boy, fourth down. 
Got to have it. Here we it's go. It's literally fourth down. I'm not even kidding. It's fourth 30 down. Seconds yep. 30, 30 seconds left. I, fourth I found, down, the, I found the game log here. I start it's fourth and 17, yep. by the way. So I come running in, right? I'm doing the high knees as you're running in. Like, okay, got to get some lube in the joints, right? Like, go oh, around. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I know what the play is going to be called. It's a long one. And I hear Tony Sperano yell from the sideline, Joe, trying to get Joe Burjo. Joe, tell TJ, TJ Clemens, the right tackle, the chip's coming to his side. And I'm going, oh, God, I'm not even going to get chip help. And so I'm sitting there and like, all right, they get him carted off the field. Achilles has exploded, whatever. We get in there and they're like, all right, gun, trips right, 64, X, Y, cross, Z, Dino, on, on the, are the hard two, ready, break. And I walk up there going, not only does he get the chip, he gets the slide. I Thank am you. I was by myself. So yes. was I. Yes, Boone's next to me, and we're on our own on an island, right? Just us. Fuck yeah, and dude. I look We've been out doing there. it since the beginning. I look uh, out there, and here's Preston Smith, like digging his feet. He in was the ground. digging, bro. And I remember like, looking dude, like. I'm, I, meanwhile, I'm like, I'm not. I don't have an ounce. I don't have a bead of sweat on me. Nothing, oh, dude. Cold. Like, and I'm like, all right, we got this. Okay, get in the set. Set hot, hot, and I go to set, and this dude runs around me so fast, <laughs> like like I was standing still. Smoke Sam Bradford. Boom, dude drops sack game over and i'm just standing there like well that sucked <laughs> like my one play of the game was a Dude. sack game over for the 17 i think about that to this day wow how many, this how, day. How, how many times a year do you think about that play dude anytime oh. i watch like a two-minute drill I'm just always going, please don't let any of the tackles get hurt. Like, don't let them live what I had to go through, dude. Do you it know how many awful. yards how many yards Sam Bradford lost on that sack? Probably a good eight, Ten. nine yards. Yeah. <laughs> Fourteen. Yeah. God, dude, Sounds about bad. right. He was, I think, he, if I, I remember like, correctly, he, he was get thrown back. Oh, no, he was, he was trying to, he was trying to push himself back in the pocket, yeah, and all of a sudden, I was like running throat. around as I was turning this dude, and I literally turned her and like turned to run him as I saw Sam like. Okay, listen. Uh, I'm not, anybody God, that knows that sucked. Any of my coaches know I love them to death. Like I love them all, right? Jay, you know I do. I love everybody. I and I get on everybody because I'm just me. But in that moment, I was fucking livid. I was like looking at Sam, like, are you really gonna slide away from a dude that just walked in the game? I'm like, he just fucking got here. And he was like, What do you want me to do? Maybe go 58 protection where we all slide to the left and he has a whole wall behind him. He's like, no, man, we're just going to call this and go. Like, I was so mad at the coaches. This is before, now, the, before the play you were no, this was the after, play, after the play. This okay. was after, but before the play, Tony came to me and was like, we're going to put Soros. And I was like, listen, why don't you put him at guard? I'll go to tackle because I've already been out here and I can just get out there quick. And he was like, ah, you know, Soros will be fine. So then I hear the play call and I'm like, change it. Change it now. I'm dude. like, that's not cool to do to somebody. That is so – because, dude, Preston was – fucking on one that day i remember that game so vividly and i remember looking down and seeing jake fall down and i go dude get up now and he's like bro somebody kicked me and i go fuck uh, you gotta be kidding me he's like bro i'm really sorry i'm like why are you sorry <laughs> what are you sorry about like dude i felt you're, terrible your 18th career ending injury. remember i came up to it was like dude yo i'm like yo this is it bro we're ready to go here we go three jet chip 
Wait a minute, you get the slide and the fucking chip? Dude, I was, I was like, so dude, what? Like, you oh, could even at least give me the slide. Like, at least I know if I got the slide, I can overset him and so someone mad would be at the coaches. It sucks. This takes you into kind of a world of why we get so mad at the coach. People are always like, well, how, what, how dare you get mad at a coach? You're like, dude, I know what's best in that situation. I don't need someone to lord over me and tell me what to do. I've been here enough that you should just trust my judgment. When I was like, Tony, you should just let me play left. Because, dude, we were about to win that game. Tell me I'm bullshit. We were driving you down. You don't need to drive 30- salt in the wound. Boone, I know. No, you I'm were, just saying. It's there not, a, but that's there was, another thing. Because, dude, I have the same nightmares you do. What I was the score? What was so the here's score, a, here's what happened. So here's here's what happened. You guys were at the. You guys were down. Is this right? You get no. You guys were down by six. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was so you didn't need a field goal. So they, they kicked a, a field goal, touchdown to win. You were at Washington's 21 yard line yeah. on the second down play. Yeah. The second down play was a seven yard sack. Timeout. Actually, timeout Washington so they could preserve yes. some clock in case you guys scored. And then uh, Bradford, and then so that was with 40 seconds left. Then Bradford throws incomplete to Cordero. Offensive holding, I think, resulted in a runoff. They, maybe they gave Jake Long a holding because he tore okay. his, he tore his, his tore his Achilles and grabbed the guy on the way okay. down. So not only did he end his career, he ended yeah. it with a holding penalty. And then you had, and that, so it was basically fourth and 17, 11 seconds left, or whatever it was. Yeah, 11 seconds left at the 28 yard line. So you, it was kind of a, not a Hail Mary, but like, no, it wasn't. It was, it was a very doable play. Yeah, it sucked. So, That's the one play. Yeah, I'd want that one back. It's a great one. So if I brought up Dallas, would that be a. No, that one wasn't my fault. That one was no, my you're fault. You're still thick. Fair. Fair. <laughs> I'll spare you guys the uh, eighth grade football play that I would like back. <laughs> yeah, it's tough tight end. I dropped a pass out in the flat, wide mm, open. Uh, brutal. Yeah, mm. never saw the field again. Anyhow, uh, we got to get going to our uh, to our film breakdowns here behind the scenes. So we're one gonna say goodbye. One. one more, one more, one more. If you guys can answer in two minutes or less, we'll do it quick. We'll do it quick. We'll do it quick. Quick, 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 quick. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, this is from YHW. What is the best atmosphere at? a home stadium like what's the best or craziest atmosphere to play in in the nfl uh i will say for me the craziest was definitely oakland before they moved like that place was wild i remember we went there with the chargers we got beer bottles shattered our bus window one year wow then when we went back up there with the vikings adrian peterson ripped off a long one scored and you just watch like the beers come raining out of the stands onto the field like that place was wild Without a doubt, obviously playing from the Niners, the Oakland games were fucking, dude. They would tell our families not to go. They'd be like, don't, you're not going this week because one of the dads got punched in the face because he had the jersey on. And like, they're just like looking to fight. Yeah. Insane. But I'll tell you what, nothing will ever beat Candlestick, dude. You walked in there and it was like another world. There were so many parties outside. And at times the Hells Angels would show up and you'd be like, what's going on? They'd be like, they want to come in and hang out with you guys. Like, don't tell them no. Don't bring them on in. What's going on, guys? Dude, it was it was insane. We had the most fun, and like the but the greatest part was like the coaches were outside with us, the players were out there, administrative was out there. Like it was just everybody had a great time. I think that if anything, I feel the most bad for Los Angeles because when you don't have like a real home, like the Chargers, like when you don't have a place that people like support you, and you have to go silent at your own home, that is a terrible terrible feeling going in. You almost walk in that game like, you know, we're going to fucking lose. We're going to lose. Nobody even backs us. Why are we even here? 
let's just get the fuck out of here and go home. Like, dude, you I watch every game the Chargers play at home, and they're getting booed constantly, and the other team scores, and the place goes nuts, and you're like, wait a minute. I thought this was in L.A. Yeah, what? there's no atmosphere. Yeah, no, it's going to take terrible. them. It'll take them. Uh, they're going to have to do new something coach. special. It'll and, take them a new coach yeah, to get something sure. going. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, dude, Candlestick, too, with all that history from the, the 80s and the 90s. and you just kinda We used their lockers. We had the same lockers. We had the same floor. It was, dude, we had the same showers. You, it, we had, like, literally six showers, and you were like, are we ever going to renovate? And they were like, do you know who's pissed in this fucking shower? <laughs> Do you know how many Joe, Mon- Joe Montana. Dude, I'm not kidding you. They saved so they had a few lockers saved to the side that were special guys like Joe Montana's, Jerry Rice's, guys like that, Ronnie Lotts. Like you couldn't use theirs, but you could walk by it and sit in it, fuck around in it, like talking in it. Stuff. Dude, it, so I'm they, telling wait, you, they left Joe Montana's locker. Everybody's just was there. Dude, it, it was like literally like you there was a bunch of lockers in this room. You'd be like, what's up with these ones? They'd be like, Oh, these ones were these ones belong to those guys. But, oh, I got you. And then when they tore it down, they gave everybody away their shit. So I have seats from Candlestick. I have, I tried to get the locker, but they were like, no, we can't give you that. And I was like, damn it. Oh, but they gave everybody on the team two seats from Candlestick, and they're so bad at it. Dude, the, the, whole, the whole atmosphere was amazing because you would go down there, and it was not the best part of town. Like, it was not. Yeah. And you were like, this is great. I'm wearing red. I'm part of this team. I can't get touched. <laughs> like, nobody will fucking touch me right now. Like, you know, I'm actually so- loved. So the seats thing when when the Metrodome got torn down like ten years ago, fell apart. Yeah, yeah. I I cry a little bit. <laughs> they sold. Did you guys ever? You guys you guys never played in the Metrodome. No, play, I right? played. I, I I never did. No. Oh, did. dude, Booney, were you there? You were there for the Brett. Were you there for the Brett fight? I was on the team. Yeah, I was on the Niners team. When he hit yeah. that pass to Greg Lewis. Yeah. Okay. Terrible. So the, the troughs they had troughs in the metrodome bathrooms like instead dude, of toilets and stuff they had little like yeah. silver troughs mackie they, they had dude, us they... come in the, the baseball team they had us use the baseball <laughs> locker room i was like wait a minute there's only 20 they were like yeah everyone's tripling up today I was like, what do you I, what do you mean dude i'm not kidding you they had 10 guys in two stalls and they were like make it fucking work i was like this is That's a great. punishment and then media would come in afterwards and you were like not even a chance not even a chance i'm st- not even gonna stay in here i'm leaving. so small they in fact my first ever interview uh as like a like an intern carrying a radio microphone 20 years ago it's probably 19 years ago 2005 ryan fitzpatrick third string quarterback for the rams at the time came into a game no facial hair, nothing, just deer in the headlights. And here's me like in the locker room. So uh yeah, what went what went wrong there in the fourth quarter for you guys? He's like, I went to Harvard. Get out of my face. We should rekindle that <laughs> relationship. We should reach out to him and be like, dude, we have a guy who his first interview with you. you. What do you think? Him, him, and then on the uh, in the I think in the same across the way, Nate Burleson, Vikings wide receiver. Oh, look at you. Nate Burleson. Dude. I, I, right. that's criminal that All they put. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta get filmed. We gotta go. go. Okay, hey. Here we go. Uh, Click that like button and the subscribe button on the O-Line Committee YouTube channel. This is an Offensive Line Lifestyle podcast. As a veteran, I live with health impacts from my service. VA healthcare means you're in 100% control of your own medical care, your own benefits, and it only takes minutes to set up. A veteran should enroll in VA healthcare because it ensures that they get quality, high-level care for the rest of their lives. My service was then. My benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here.